Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. You know! And you know! Yeah, I know! Chandler and Monica? Oh, this is unbelievable. Oh, look, there's, there's Monica and Chandler. Hey! Hey, you guys! So, I guess that was declared the best episode of Friends by them or someone, the the one where they all find out that Chandler and, and Monica are dating. But uh, the reunion is tonight or kicks yeah, off Thursday. on HBO? Yeah, Thursday. later this week. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Yeah, it's on HBO. Okay. And uh, clearly, uh, what's his name? Uh, Chandler. What's his name? Matthew Perry? Matthew yeah. Perry. He's had some sort of serious health problem. And, and Clearly. I, yeah, doesn't I it seem like they ought to address it rather than have people saying, what's the deal with Chandler? Yeah, I, I found all the speculation and the online stuff pretty distasteful. I, I don't worship actors. I don't care that much about actors. But the guy's obviously had a health problem. And, uh, yeah, the, all the gossip about it is just it's not good. Just say, look, he's whatever. Yeah. And le- I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with him. I would watch that show if uh, I would watch that show and enjoy it. I probably won't, but in theory, I would. Um <laughs> Do they add theoretical viewings to the ratings? <laughs> they should. Uh, I think this hijacking in Belarus is a really interesting story. I want to give you some of the details if you haven't heard them all. First of all, this. Lazy, lazy journalists. I hear about a hijacking in Belarus, and I think, Belarus, I kind of think I might have an idea. of that. Is that a country or a town or a city? Why don't you film me? Give me a sentence. Why don't you? I went ahead and Googled it in case you're like me and like, is that a city or a country or where in the world? is it? It's part of your old Soviet Union. It butts up against Russia and Poland and Ukraine. It's tiny. It's nine million people and it's got a dictator. Why wouldn't the news put that one 15 second piece I just mentioned in there? The average dumb viewer today doesn't, including me, doesn't is not up on former Soviet republics and where they are, how big they are, what their government is, or anything. No, that that would be very helpful. Anyway, Belarus, tiny country there, got a dictator, and their dictator didn't like this one journalist dude who was writing bad stuff about him as a dictator. So this is what he did. I'll read the story. The Atlantic it thinks this is a big big deal. Their headline is: Other regimes are going to hijack planes too. If Belarus got away with it, authoritarian dictators around the world will have a new tool of oppression. Even when our most basic civilization values are in dispute, there are a few sets of rules and regulations that we all manage to share. The laws of the sea, for example, or the norms gov- or the norms governing the conduct of air traffic controllers. Pilots of any nationality. Anywhere in the world, even if you're flying to Havana or Pyongyang, North Korea, have no reason to believe that the instructions that they receive from the ground are political or deceitful or meant to achieve any purpose other than a safe landing. Until now. Now the dictator of Belarus, this Lushenko person, has shattered that basic assumption in a stunt with no exact precedent. Yesterday, this is actually a couple of days ago now, aviation authorities there collaborated in the hijacking of a plane that was crossing through their airspace from Athens to Lithuania. It wasn't even going to land in Belarus. It was just crossing over the country. 
Uh, air traffic control falsely told pilots that the plane had a bomb on board. And the plane was then escorted to Minsk, the capital of Belarus, by a MiG fighter jet, which is a, you know, one of your Russian uh, fighter planes. In reality, there wasn't a bomb. The threat was fake, and Minsk was not even the closest airport. After the plane landed, nobody rushed to get the passengers to safety. The real point of the exercise became clear after two passengers were removed. This one dude, he's the opposition journalist I was talking about, and his girlfriend. They took him off the plane, and um, they declared him a terrorist. And while he was being taken away, he yelled to one of the other passengers, I'm facing the death penalty. He's being sent to a... A jail there in Belarus that has Soviet-style interrogations, isolation, and torture, and people don't usually ever uh, come out of there again. Yikes. Some of the details remain unclear. Um, Silence in the hours after the hijacking from the airline itself. Only this morning did uh, some countries start to call it state-sponsored hijacking. But what happened is not in doubt. The The Belarusian regime abused air traffic control procedures that are designed to inform pilots about genuine emergencies in order to uh, kidnap a dissident for their own benefit. In other words, this is a story that belongs aside, alongside the Russian use of poisons and nerve agents against enemies all around the world, against uh, Saudi Arabia's brutal murder of uh, uh, Koshi. Was that his name? Khashoggi? Khashoggi, right. Remember when he got hacked to death with the bone saws. Right. Um, uh, Beijing's kidnappings and detention of Chinese nationalists in Hong Kong. This story is in with those, and there are all kinds of examples out there. And this cannot be allowed to become the new norm, says the Atlantic, obviously. And they're concerned that this is another step on the way down to not having a world order that we have all come to accept and expect. And it's really pretty interesting. And until they pointed it out, I'd never really thought about it. All of these terrible, scary places in the world, you still could count on the airspace being okay. Planes would fly over them, land, come and go. That was just kind of assumed that was okay. And the seas we've been keeping clear the, the U.S. Navy has for, for, for many, many, many decades. Are we headed toward a world where, geez, there's all kinds of places you can't fly or go in a boat or travel to or even travel over? Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. It uh, is crazy is... to think about, but it almost seems like the more natural state of the world, that it would take a lot of luck to ever end up with a period where the skies are cl- free and the, and the, the oceans are free. Well, it would take decades of leadership by the greatest country on earth and and our friends uh, to get to where we are now. And yeah, and and people are trying to tear down Western civilization because it's systemically this, that, or the other. Old white men. Yeah, you know what? I can't. I can't get away from this irony. I know it's stupid, but this poor son of a gun, and he is a real patriot, and he has guts like I have never had. This uh, dissident journalist. I mean, he knew what he was in for. It reminds me of. uh, of uh, Lutschenko, is that no the uh, the, 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 the Russian uh, Navalny Navalny yeah Alexei Navalny uh, this guy's an incredible patriot but he's flying from from Greece to Lithuania his home country it's a small country you could fly around it it'd take like an extra five minutes but for whatever reason that flight route went over the only stinking country in the world that had any interest in doing this. Poor son of a gun. There'd been a thunderstorm over Belarus. They'd have gone around it. He would have been fine. Right. Oh, that's it. And like I say, it's a minor point. We're talking about the, the crumbling of the world order. But it's just unbelievable. 
Yeah, I I think I think 50 years from now the world is going to think boy those were good times when the United States was the world's policeman and they uh, made everybody follow certain rules. You know, throw away all your crap about colonial powers and imperialism and all the BS. Great. Now we got a free for all. How you liking it? Yeah, now we got a free for all where they're tiny. If you take certain routes on a plane and make sure you don't fly over this country or this country and go around that way, uh, that you'll be safe. Fantastic. Yeah. 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 Ugliness. And a currency you can't count on and all, all kinds of things that could collapse over the next decades. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Sobering. And I hate being sober. <laughs> I'm trying to decide what to get into next. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to kill people with this. Oh, the mayor of Miami. He's my new hero. Going to Miami. Love it. Governance matters, man. Local governance matters. People are voting with their feet. And I tell you what, Miami is going to be a rock star of a city. Oh, really? Partly because of great leadership. Yeah. And the beaches. And the beaches. No, not the beaches. Beaches. The beaches. The beaches? Actual beaches with sand and whatnot. Good-looking beaches? <laughs> yes. Really attractive beaches. That's exactly. That's yes. Those stories and more on the way. We need to tell you about this um, uh, sudden recognizing of the fact that the Chinese bat flu probably came out of their own lab. Everybody seems to just be awakening wait, to this wait, reality. Wait, wait, That crazy conspiracy theory? That was banned. Fact checker in the Washington Post. Why are people suddenly recognizing this possibility that and other stuff on the way armstrong and getty Hey, a quick follow-up. This is just the the last paragraph from the Atlantic article about that uh, hijacking of the of the airline there in Belarus as the dictator snatched a dude who was just flying over their airspace. Yikes. Never even set foot in the country and snatched him out of the air. With a fake air traffic control message. Yeah, so um, this is from the end of the Atlantic article. In autocratic capitals all over the world, dictators and their flunkies are watching to see how the West reacts to this, whether Lushenko gets away with it, and whether perhaps this new tool of oppression will become available to them, too. Invariably, others will seek to use it, if only because it sends a message to their dissident and exile communities. You are not safe. You are never safe. Not even if you live in a democracy. Not even if you have political asylum. Not even if you're sitting on a commercial plane thousands of feet above the ground. Yeah. That's something. You think China's not going to keep an eye on this thing? Oh, hey, that's something you can do. Is just get the air traffic control, control people. And how many countries do they have influence over where they could get to the, the air traffic controllers to say something like that on the ground? Oh, yeah, might, I was just be, thinking of their own country, there, but you're right, there, dozens. There might be 30 countries where they could do that. And some author or dissident from Hong Kong or whoever they know is flying over that airspace, and they find a way to order it to the ground and snatch them up. Oh, yeah, China just say, hey, yo, it's $30 billion. We're calling in your debt right now. But wait, that'll ruin us. We'll be bankrupt. Well, there's something you can do for us. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Civilization is such an amazing thing when you get it, and we all take it for granted. Absolutely. Especially if you're generations into it. You just assume that 
This is the way the world is. It's safe and okay, and people don't kill each other or yeah, steal chaos your stuff. and ugliness and constant violence and early death. That's where that happens in other places. Those people are different than us. We're Americans. All right. So I was going to bring this up in a different context, uh, but a thought occurred to me. So it's it's just a county in California where uh, Cal Unicornia, if you're not familiar with it, has been utterly arbitrary, has locked down completely idiotic mandates uh, for the Chinese bat fever. You know, uh, police tape around playgrounds when the best, safest thing kids can do is play outside and the rest. Just idiotic. But uh, a lot of the mask mandates are still in place for the state. Yeah, I know. Still. Uh, and, uh, and a bunch of people went to a particular county office to demonstrate against the mask mandates, especially for kids. And the county's response to this was, hey, don't quit with the verbal and physical hostility toward county employees, which is a perfectly legitimate point. Don't, don't take it out on the poor people who have to just are at the front lines. Anyway, but they said, look, it's not a county thing. It's a state thing. All right. Get out of our offices. It's a state thing. What a great example. The people, and perhaps this phrase will sound familiar to you, the people were petitioning the government for a redress of their grievances. Hey, now. And they went to their county offices. Why? Because their county offices are there. It's where they live. No, they didn't traipse dozens or hundreds of miles to the state capital. They went to the government closest to them, which is why for the millionth time, the the more local government is, the better it is, the more effective it is, the more easily uh, answerable to the people it is. Federal federalism doesn't mean the federal government does everything. It means the federal government does as little as possible. And the powers devolved to the states, and the states ought to let the counties do most of the heavy lifting. Anyway, having said that, love this piece in Reason, Reason.com, uh, uh, my, uh, Mayor Francis Suarez wants to turn Miami into an unwoke pro-Bitcoin tech billionaire's uh, paradise. Huh. Um, venture capitalist Delian Unpronounceable suggested on Twitter last December that the tech industry should migrate from Silicon Valley to Miami. And the mayor responded, how can I help you? He also set up in a, a billboard in San Francisco. Thinking of moving to Miami? DM me. His bold, roll-out-the-red-carpet approach to luring away Silicon Valley's tech elite has gotten so much attention, in part because of how it contrasts with California's ultra-left political class. Take San Diego Assemblywoman Lorena Gonzalez, who is one of the more awful humans in uh, in government anywhere. Uh, maybe not Lushenko-level awful, but awful. Uh, she's best known for her failed effort to stop Uber and Lyft from using contract labor and turn them all into unionized laborers. Gonzalez tweeted, F Elon Musk, back in May of 2020. Message received, replied Musk. In Miami, on the other hand, Mayor Suarez has embraced Musk's idea of building a $30 million tunnel for electric vehicles to ease congestion. And his, his publicity stunts have turned Miami into a, uh, a tech, a booming tech capital. He says, we have the entire financial sector from New York. What we're going to see is a confluence of capital from New York, from L.A., Silicon Valley, San Francisco. Uh, we've never seen it merge anywhere in the history of in, uh, in America, but we're open for business. We are underregulated. We want to see business here. And people are just flooding to it. People are voting with their feet. I think it's cool. Good for him. Seems unhygienic. Voting with your feet, gross. Yeah. 
I think you misunderstood the. Uh, you misunderstand the, do people the phrase. People take out their huh? socks to pull the lever. Uh. Of, co- of course they do because you can't grip the ballot with your socked toes. <laughs> you need your bare toes. You know what's interesting? Speaking of feet, um, my son likes his feet rubbed, like my wife does. Mm-hmm. Um, Henry and I, the other two in the family, hate it. And I wonder if the, what's a, I would, like, my, uh-huh. my son just, uh, you know, he's always wanting mom to rub his feet or me to rub his feet. And uh, and I would pay somebody not to rub my feet. Oh, if somebody wanted to rub it's my fabulous. feet, I'd say, I'll give you a thousand bucks if you don't. Wow. I'm coming to uh, rub your feet right now, Jack. Get your <laughs> checkbook. Great foot rub is one of the pleasures oh, in life. God dang it. Please do not ever do that <laughs> to me. Sounds awful. But you know. Some people live for it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I'm an idiot. Well, that's well known. I left out one of the most important parts of the Miami story. Part of the reason that it's got that attitude is so many Latin American expats live there, and they so despise the socialist countries they came from. Oh, wow. They don't like big government liberalism and the woke ideology because they've seen where it leads. And that's why Miami's so staunchly pro-business and anti-big government, because they've seen it at work. Go get them, Miami. Disclosed TV, who I follow on the Twitter now, says fact-checking is becoming a bigger problem than fake news. The fake news is in the fact-checking. Fact-check from the Washington Post today. Why are people suddenly buying the COVID-came-out-of-a-lab-in-China theory? Suddenly? Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. All right, all right, all right. Yes, sir, yes, ma'am, this you already know. That's three green lights. One, two, three in a row. You know you're ready. You know you want to go. Good thing the rubber is already on the road. Drivers, start yo. Engines. That's Matthew McConaughey <laughs> kicking off a NASCAR race in his own unique style. I'm assuming he was shirtless there. <laughs> That's how I'm picturing him. And playing pool and watching the balls roll around on the table. Just walking out to his Lincoln and driving off. Yes. Um, he uh, may run for governor of Texas, but that's a different story. Uh, some breaking news, read the Supreme Court, which fits in with another story that was already out today. Uh, just came across that the Supreme Court's going to take up a couple of big-time affirmative action cases. Uh, story out today on how Clarence Thomas is having his moment in the Supreme Court. Now, I didn't read the whole thing to fully understand the levers of who's got the power or whatever, but for some reason... Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg going away, and then this other woman coming in, and the balance of power and everything like that. He's having more power in the Supreme Court now than he's ever had before. And he had criticized the court in recent past about being afraid to take up the tough issues. And now he's getting some of his way and taking up the big gun question. What the hell is a well-regulated militia or the right to own a weapon? Taking up the affirmative action cases. You know, isn't that just racism? You know, the the tough stuff. And then, oh, and and then Roe versus Wade, maybe the biggest of all. Uh, Roe versus Wade, like finally getting down to, you know, nuts and bolts on that one. So Judge uh, Clarence Thomas, the quiet one, 
Where did you say that uh, article appeared? I saw that. Uh, if you think of it, let us know. We'll, we'll post it. it yeah. But at ArmstrongGetty.com, I'd love to read but that. But there's no doubt, you know, how he has the levers of power, I don't quite understand. But there's no doubt the Supreme Court's taken up three giant issues next year. Yeah, that, yeah, clearly. That people oh. have been wanting him to take up for a long time. And I wasn't aware of it until I saw a write-up on it, but the left is renewing the cry to pack the court for that very reason. And uh, there's part of me that fears... Re- rebalance the court, you mean, Joe? No, I mean pack the court like a bunch of communists. Um, there's part of me that fears if the if the court is uh, very bold in overturning some of these things, it might happen. Old man Biden croaks, inevitable. President Kamala comes out in favor of it. Kind of inevitable for all of us, but yeah, that's a good point. Um, (laughs) Different different timetable, I hope. Yeah, exactly. Uh, That's funny. Somebody asked me. We moved recently. We've moved too much, Judy and I. And I said, I I hope to die in this house. And they looked at me. I was like, not soon. (laughs) I hope it's a long time. Not like Thursday. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so that whole court packing idea—it's not dead yet. Fact checker from the Washington Post, kind of the original fact checker, is Glenn Kessler. Didn't used to get as much attention. He was reasonably fair. We had him on the air many, many times going back, geez, decades. Yeah, he tried to be fair. I mean, he's he is what he is. He's, he's a left to center guy, but he's a nice yeah, fellow. And he still tries to be fair. Most yeah. fact checking you come across, though, in other organizations, it's just crap. It's just advocacy. Right. <laughs> it's just right. Masquerading as fact checking. Yeah. Anyway, this one is kind of funny on its own. Timeline. How the Wuhan lab leak theory suddenly became credible. And a number of people are mocking the suddenly. Yeah, what do you mean please. suddenly? A lot of us thought that was the most likely ex. ex- hmm. Way to explain it from the beginning was, uh, well, I'll read this article and it'll all become clear. This is from Glenn Kessler in the Washington Post. The source of the coronavirus that has left more than 3 million people dead around the world remains a mystery. But in recent months, the idea that it emerged from the Wuhan Institute of Virology, once dismissed as a ridiculous conspiracy theory, has gained new credence. You might have dismissed it as a ridiculous conspiracy theory, Anybody who didn't like Trump might have dismissed us as ridiculous, but a lot of us, including a lot of really smart scientists, weren't re- dismissing it at all. Well, and the problem with it is that there were a variety of different ideas or versions of the idea that it came out of the lab. Some people are saying it's a secret bioweapon with genetic manipulation that they meant to unleash. Now, that is almost certainly not true. But because they rejected that, they rejected the idea that sloppy lab work at an institute that studies this very sort of virus got out. I mean, the virus got out. It went home on somebody's shirt or whatever, or in their lungs. Uh, you can call it ridiculous. I'd say dismissing that out of hand when there was so little information makes you ridiculous. And the circumstantial case was strong at when it was being called ridiculous. Now the circumstantial case is just mountainous. How and why did this happen, says Glenn Kessler? For one, efforts to discover a natural source of the virus have failed. Second, early efforts to spotlight spotlight a lab leak often got mixed up with speculation that the virus was deliberately created as a bioweapon. Right. By how many people, though? How many people were making that argument? Well, and who's so dumb they can't separate between the two ideas? That made it easy for many scientists to dismiss the lab scenario as tin hat nonsense. Well, that makes you a crackpot. Yeah, it does. But a lack a of knee-jerk crackpot. But a lack of transparency by China and renewed attention to the activities of the Wuhan lab have led some scientists to say they were too quick to discount a possible link at first. Were you now? 
Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas, from the start, pointed to the lab's location in Wuhan, pressing China for answers. You see, he was smart enough to say, um, well, what Joe just said, uh, maybe the biggest lab in the world that studies this is right where it started, so maybe that's possibly it. And we've asked for all of the records from the lab, and they've refused to give us anything. Why would they do that? So he has that from the beginning. Glenn Kessler says, so history books will reward him if he turns out to be right. The Trump administration also sought to highlight the lab scenario, but generally could only point to vague intelligence. The Trump administration's messaging was often accompanied by anti-Chinese rhetoric that it made it easier for skeptics to ignore his claims. Glenn, they're the greatest force for evil on the planet. (laughs) The most evil force. China is asshole. The most evil force on Earth is China. Yeah, so some anti-Chinese rhetoric. Oh, my God. And it's not anti, it's anti-Chinese Communist Party. It's not, not like anti-Chinese people. Anyway. Obviously. So if how, you're not a knee-jerk anti-Trumpist. So how the Wuhan lab theory suddenly became credible. The Wall Street Journal's on this story a somewhat different angle, although they absolutely address the, uh, the journey from knee-jerk denial of the possibility to now widespread acceptance, at least, of the need to investigate it thoroughly. They mentioned last year, 27 scientists signed an open letter condemning conspiracy theories. Now, several of them, contacted by the journal, say on further reflection, a laboratory accident is plausible enough to merit consideration. Mm. Others say it's still unlikely. But Bernard, Bernard, Bernard Roisman, University of Chicago virologist, one of the signers said, I'm convinced that what happened is that the virus was brought to a lab. They started to work with it and some sloppy individual brought it out. They can't admit they did something so stupid. That's one of the guys who signed the famous letter last year that was so incredibly premature. On May 13th, a group of 18, uh, did I want to read that part? Uh, uh, on May 13th, a group of 18 scientists from universities, including Harvard, Stanford, and Yale, published an open letter in the academic journal Science calling for serious consideration of the lab hypothesis and urging research laboratories to open their records. Uh, among the signatories was Ralph Barrick, a microbiologist at the University of North Carolina, who worked with the Wuhan Institute of Virology on a study to create an artificial coronavirus that infected human cells in the lab. Now, he says the uh, structure of this one looks natural, but it could be natural. They just use gain of function, just selective breeding of it to make it extra beefy. And he says a rigorous investigation would have reviewed the biosafety level under which bat coronavirus research was conducted at WIV. It would have included detailed information on the training procedures with records, the safety procedures with records, and strategies that were in place to prevent inadvertent or accidental escape. And the Chinese government has shut that down completely. They haven't released any of those records. They refuse to release those records or grant access. Why would they do that? Maybe because they've murdered millions and millions of people through their uh, incompetence and cost the world's economy trillions of dollars. What, 19 trillion counting? They think as much as $26 trillion so far. They think it may have put 20 to 30 million more people into extreme poverty and Uh, starvation risk. Over a billion kids that went without school for a year. Um, Or or the cover-up is just, I don't know, the Chinese being China. They got nothing to cover up. They're just doing it to stay in practice. Come on. This is not a minor thing. Um, You know, if you're old enough to remember the Cold War... 
convincing the rest of the world that our system was better than their system was everything all the time. That's what the moon mission was. That's what it's so much. Uh, the, the, everything was just about making sure the world knew, hey, our system is better than their system. And this is one of those battles. Uh, your system allowed this to happen because communism leads to the, what you just did there. People aren't honest. You cover up. You don't care about lives, et cetera, et cetera. So and, it's and, important that the world knows that China did this. And I will work on forgiving so many Americans for staunchly defending the communist Chinese in the days and weeks and months immediately following this incredible crime against humanity. Y'all defended the communists just without even thinking about it, because you hated Trump. I have an important update on the woman who climbed into the spider monkey cage at the zoo in Texas. To feed them Cheetos. Right. Got an update on that story. Can I donate generously to CheetosForSpiderMonkeys.com? There's almost certainly going to be a GoFundMe for this woman or something, isn't there? Or something or for the monkeys. I don't know. She's really lucky she didn't get torn apart, or like it's her face eaten off at least. Maybe she's a monkey whisperer. She could be. How big are spider monkeys? Big enough to destroy you. We'll play that clip again when we come back, the guy okay. explaining the, uh, oh, okay. the terror, and then I'll have the updates, so stay tuned for that. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. These are primates we're talking about here, so they can do some substantial damage to you. They have large canines. They may be small monkeys, but they are extremely strong. They could take you to the ground if they wanted to. So for someone to just go in there and give them food from their hands could just ruin that. It's going to take a really long time to get them back to where they were and to get them back training. El Paso Zoo, Texas, Joe. Attractive young woman climbs over the fence into the pit where the monkeys live. She had to like go over a fence, down, down into a moat, through the moat, across the moat, and up onto a rock where the spider monkeys walked right up to her. They look like they're about waist high. The mm. spider monkeys walked right up to her, and she started feeding them Cheetos, laughing all the while. Wow. Feeding the monkeys Cheetos, then just walked right out of the pit and climbed the fence and got back in. And the monkeys were like, okay, I guess I'm done eating Cheetos and went back to the rock. Nothing Boy, they happened. could have ripped their face off. Could have, but didn't. I thought this was an interesting update. Law firm fires woman filmed climbing into the spider monkey exhibit. Why'd you fire her? Because in the modern world, if you go viral, well, I'll just read this. The firm, which did not name the woman, called her behavior irresponsible and reckless. And they uh, planned uh, blah, blah, blah. I watched the video. It's exactly as I described it. The woman's law firm, re- re- law firm released a statement saying she had been fired. Why'd you release a statement? Why? Why do you feel like you need to? We learned this morning that the individual who was filmed tras- trespassing in the spider monkey enclosure of the El Paso Zoo was an employee of Lovett Law Firm. She has been terminated. Uh, her behavior they didn't want to be seen as monkey molesters. I t- her behavior was ir- well. She didn't do anything. She she climbs in there. She feeds some Cheetos and climbs out. I mean, it might not be the healthiest food for him, but we support the El Paso Zoo and our thoughts go out to the spider monkeys, Libby and Sunday, and hope that they- thoughts and prayers, spider monkeys, thoughts and prayers, <laughs> and hope they will recover from this very traumatic experience. It didn't look really traumatic. The monkeys walked up like little kids. Took the Cheetos and ate him, and then walked back to their rock. 
the zookeeper seems to be concerned that they'll like want Cheetos from hot chicks in the future, and it'll take a while for them to calm down. But <laughs> the young, this young lady decided to hop a fence, climb through some bushes, drop into a four foot deep moat, and walk across the moat. It was stupid, says the director of the zoo. Yeah, I'd say it's stupid and it's not cool, and you know, finer with trespassing or whatever you got to do. But why does she get fired from her job? Does that make sense in any way? Does that give you more or less confidence in her decision-making abilities? Yeah, I was going to say, if I'm in a right-to-work state, and Texas is, uh, in a uh, employment-at-will state, I think this is a stupid person. This is a crazy person. This so person think, has no judgment. So you think I want makes, her out. So you think it makes sense to fire her because you think she's a... An idiot. I think if you play <laughs> stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Wow. Oh, that's good. Sean with yet another of his fabulous aphorisms. Hmm, I'm trying to think. I mean, I wouldn't do it, and I wouldn't want my kids to do it, but climb in there and feed the monkeys Cheetos. Would you hire somebody who admitted they did do that? Would I hire, date, and uh, you know, give money to a person who did that sort of thing? Somebody, I don't, I, don't, I don't find it as disqualifying as you guys do. Somebody comes to the interview. You're the boss. You, you say, you, good to meet you. Tell, you what tell, do you do for fun? Well, I like to go to the zoo. In fact, <laughs> yesterday I climbed into one of the cages and was feeding the monkeys Cheetos. You're telling me you'd hire that person? How big of monkeys were they? Spider monkeys? All right. It's not the smartest. It's not like she crawled into the orangutan enclosure or the, the ape, the giant uh, gorillas. The apes are much less. Uh, the, yeah, the, the orangutan probably much less likely to, to be aggressive upon. i'm i'm feeling pretty good about sean and joe incorporated competing against jack and sons See, because you're hiring monkey cheeto okay, these are two different things i might not hire you because you did that because i I'm, i'd be thinking more you're into like video stunts and becoming a, a thing and i don't want that around me but do you fire her i i need to know more maybe maybe she yes. had other black marks on her record and this was like, all right, that's it. She's, exactly. she's nutso. If she was a rock star at the firm, a partner or whatever, they might say, we've uh, engaged in counseling and we're meeting with zoo officials, blah, blah, blah. If she's a crappy employee anyway, maybe she feeds the partners Cheetos. <laughs> I haven't had an attractive young woman feed me Cheetos in many moments. She's That's a shame. I don't know about, you know, hoping that the monkeys get over the trauma. I don't know about that. She's lucky she didn't get her face chewed off, though. No kidding, or at least her fingers. Admit me, chorus to this history. Who, prologue-like, your humble patients pray. Gently to hear. Kindly to judge. The final thoughts of Armstrong and Getty. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, and I have a good one today. It's Joe Getty. Oh, good. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. There he is, pressing the buttons in the control room. Michelangelo. Michael, final thought? Uh, my only thinking is those monkeys, their diet's going to change. Now they're going to be demanding complex things like fondue from you know people and stuff like that. <laughs> fondue? Positive Sean is our producer, don't you know? And he has a final thought. Sean? Yeah, I went in and uh, locked in my boarding pass because I, uh, when I fly, I don't fly assigned seating because what am I, a Rockefeller? And I do not understand how people get the A pass. I did it as soon as I could do it when the when the thing came up, and I, I was in the B section. I, I was know. I was A one once, and a guy said, "Wow, you're the unicorn. Nobody actually thinks the A one exists." <laughs> wow, wow, the pressure, Jack. A final thought? I can't believe this just popped into my head. Just last week, I talked to a young lady, veterinarian, who quit her job working with monkeys. You need to remind me to talk about this tomorrow why she quit her job working with monkeys and decided to go into a different 
line of working with animals. Monkey lady, you got it. We're Monkey lady, it remind me of that tomorrow. It's really interesting and makes it even more surprising that Miss Cheeto didn't get her face chewed off. My final thought is I'm traveling this weekend to see my brother. I love my brother very much. We get along great. He uh, he's uh, he worked on submarines for years and years. In fact, he was the captain. He'd be under sea for six months at a time. Then he would come up on land, grab a golf club, and shoot a 73. <laughs> and though I love him, I hate him for that. I and we're playing golf this weekend. Yeah, everybody hates him for that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I know. I know. I know. I know. And I'd practice, and I would practice, and I would practice. And I'd shoot a stinking 82! <laughs> Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank. So little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Look under hot links. All that stuff we said we would put at the website. There it is under A and G's hot links. Plus, you can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. If you see something we ought to be talking about, send it along. There's great A and G swag, T-shirts, hats, hoodies, you name it. Hints about my story. Don't get a pet monkey. Don't turn your back on a monkey. These are all hints about my story for tomorrow. See you then. God bless America. I'm strong and getty. That is the climax of foolishness. Get over it. I'm just saying. Words. That's the awesome. I think this is so ill-advised. I'm going to call my lawyer. Gun. And when it's over, it is over. It is over. Well, let me apologize in advance for any mean, ugly, accurate things I'm about to say. I'm going to get an extra medium pangaya t-shirt. Get the hell out of here. You're not making them laugh, but you're bringing us together. So, let's go out with a bang. Whoa. Whoa. No doubt. Armstrong and Getty.